an 8-bit Rocket Studios production. So, yeah. Why did you choose the ST over a PC or the Amiga? <laughs> That's a good, because it's Atari. It's Atari yeah. Because it's Atari. It's Atari. And, and, and of course it was like, like the, the next the, the next thing. And, Actually, and was there even any question? No. See? There, there was no question. question. Obviously. We were children of the Silicon Revolution, an X generation conscripted to fight the console and home computer wars. A product of an analog 70s childhood, we came of digital age in the 80s, believing we could affect the world 8 bits at a time. Armed with joysticks, full-stroke keyboards, jolt cola, and MTV haircuts, we proceeded into the vertical blank. There, we stayed up late at night, devising incantations from D&D rulebooks and beginners' all-purpose symbolic instruction code. Video games were the match, and programming was the fuse, as the infinite possibilities of the digital world exploded into the internet age to come. We are Generation Atari. Hey, Steve. Hey, Jeff. How's it going? It's going good. We have a treat today. We don't have to tell any stories or anything like that. We don't have to do any big, long, like, delve in anything. We're going to have an interview. God, that's nice to hear. I know. We can have a break. Um, We have our interview with Mission Ed Possible this time. And uh, Ed came over and he did a video of us interviewing us for his channel. And now we're returning the favor. And we're going to interview Ed for our channel. Yeah, that was a really, really fun day. I have to tell you, that was a really fun day. It was fun. Um, we have some stuff to talk about with him about the uh, the VCS, the 8-bits, the ST, um, all kinds of stuff. Let's Why don't we get to that right now? Then we can maybe have a little discussion afterwards. Yeah, let's do that right now. One note, we've tried to fix the echo in this. It's from recording in my living room. Um, The echo is not easy to get out, uh, but we tried. So all apologies if this is difficult to listen to. So we are here today, Steve, with Ed Possible from Mission Ed Possible. (laughs) Ed, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Ed Salisbury, and I have a YouTube channel called Mission Ed Possible. I um, saw Ed, started seeing Ed last year. He started uh, on YouTube, started streaming lots of Atari 8-bit and ST gameplay sessions. And, um, and this is, and, and, and then started doing coding. So Ed's channel now, past a thousand subscribers, Yay! is, has already zoomed past hours. <laughs> but um, because um, he has a lot of content that is very compelling and uh, that people want to see. So Ed, give us a little background on you. When did you start your Atari journey? 
Um, let's see. I think I started as fine. No, I started with the, the 2600. I, I really wanted it for Christmas. Uh, this would have been, so I'm a, I'm a little younger than you guys. We're born 75. So for me, it was, I want to say I was turning seven. Yeah, kind of, but I, I was pre just before, okay. just before. So yeah, I really wanted the 2600 and I think I got it when I was about seven, I think. And, and you too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So it was like for me, it was like I really wanted twenty six hundred. I don't, you know, I don't remember seeing a specific like ad or anything, but it was just I had played arcade games, you know, playing Pac Man and stuff, and it's like I really wanted a twenty six hundred, and so I, I was like, I really want it, and I got it for Christmas, and it was just like. You know, epic. It was a four switch. You know, so you know, time of the you know. When it was yeah, that eighty one, that yeah. nineteen eighty version, I believe. Yes. we had that. Yes. We had the eighty one version. With like, combat, not those were when they made like five million of those. Yes, they shipped them out to exactly. every Jamco, Fedco. Still, yeah. still yeah. exactly. great finish, but with the four switch. Yes, um, I know, and, and somewhere I know the the, the name of that. I totally yeah, twenty six hundred. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so wait, so 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 that's a really interesting. So. So you knew you wanted Atari, but did you, how did you know you wanted Atari? Like, what you know, you I, I don't Atari? know because, well, my cousin uh, was really into Atari as well, but he had the computers and stuff. He never had the 2600. And so for me, and I don't know if it's just like, well, I knew Atari and then I knew I had to have this thing. I think a, a yeah. seven-year-old seven seeing all those keys. Yeah. Like, I want the yeah. thing that I just took a cartridge. Yeah. Like, well, for me, I, you know, at that point, and, and I don't remember when, I also wanted to make video games. Of course. And, and, and so for me, you know, the 2600 was kind of a stepping stone to computers, you know, and that was the thing. It was, yes, I love video games and, and you know, getting the, the 2600, but, you know, what I really wanted was, you know, an Atari 800. Yeah. Got a 400 instead. You know, 400 fine <laughs> machine. Did you, on the 2600, when you saw there was a basic programming cartridge, did that excite you? Not really, because I, I was like, how are we going to be able to do this, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I remember seeing a prototype at one point in a magazine of a keyboard, like an actual keyboard. That's the graduate. Yeah. 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 And, and it was a thing. It was like, oh, that'd be actually really cool. You know, I had, not, I had no idea the capabilities of the machine. There's like no way it could actually do anything with it unless you put on a whole other computer on top of it. Um, but, uh, you know, so for me, it was, you know, it was just a stepping stone. I wanted to get into the computer. And one of the issues I also had was, you know, I had played the arcade games. The 2600 versions of those were always kind of lacking. And so I always felt like, you know, like we were talking about Pac-Man before, it, it's just kind of like, uh, yeah, it, you know, but then, you know, for me, it was a computer. But you got the 400. So with the four, so 400, that was yep. like, what, how old were you when you had the 400? Uh, I think I was nine. So it was just, like, yeah, yeah. So with so, the 400. I also got a 410 program recorder. There we go. I was going to ask, what, so what came with your 400? Yeah, 410 program recorder, a basic cartridge. And I had the programmer. You you had the the oh, I had yeah. the programmer. Yeah, uh, and, and uh, you know, so I had that, that manual that was not written for learning no, at all. No. <laughs> you know, the the, the, the spiral yes, I, had that too, the yeah. I yeah, I actually yeah, I still have it as well. And I was like I was actually recently going through it, I'm like going, no wonder I couldn't understand. Yeah, this yeah no, the as Commodore a guys kid. are so lucky because apparently with the Commodore sixty four the manual is amazing. Yeah, really? It's, it's, that program. The, yeah, it's like the, so lots the, of kids learned because of that. Oh, wow. When the Atari uh, 130XE came out, the manual was close. Yeah. But the Commodore one came with a lot of stuff, and, it, and the, the we didn't, like the Atari 8-bit, they were like, I want to hide it from you. 
right? That was yeah. it. Like it barely even came with the like the when you Atari 100 and Corner didn't come with the basic cartridges like the program. Yeah, you had There's actually that. nothing you could do with that at all. Yeah, yeah. Memo pad. No, no. <laughs> Remember what we well we we were lucky because our 800 came secondhand from our dad's oh, friend. Right. So you had a bunch of stuff. Bunch of stuff. It was amazing. Yes. But but the one thing we knew is that the book your Atari computer was the was the book to get. Did you sure. get that? No, and that's the thing. I really didn't have. See, I grew up in a very small town. We didn't have stores with oh, Atari right. stuff that's in right. it really. <laughs> oh man. And, and so like. I, you know, so for me, it, it was kind of, I was really cloistered in our area and, you know, I did have my cousin and his friend that did have Atari stuff, but I didn't really get to hang out with them much and be able to, to, to learn much. So I was really kind of working in a vacuum and I had, you know, basic and I had the manual and I just was trying to figure stuff out. I also had uh, uh, subscriptions to magazines. Yeah. So like is? family computing, uh, enter. Uh, there was a couple other magazines computer, I had, so I, I didn't have commute, compute. Yeah, Antic and Antic would have been yeah. perfect. Oh, oh Antic would have been amazing. My cousin had Antic, and I'm like, oh wow, this is so cool. So I did so many type-in programs on a 400, <laughs> mind you. And it was funny. It was, I, saving I, them I, to yeah, tape. Exactly, exactly. My, uh, my uh, yeah, saving to tape, and then just loading, and just waiting, and waiting, and waiting, and maybe it'll work. Uh, so. Um, but uh, yeah, I I had I had started on on basic then and it was challenging. But then I think a year or two later I got a one thirty XC. That was that was like a epiphany. Once I got that and a ten fifty drive. So for me it's like now I am I am rocking. So yeah. So you oh and a ten twenty seven too. My parents they went crazy oh, one year. Yeah, during Christmas time that was that was the only time I ever got anything. It was Christmas time, right? Well, they, they yeah. Must you, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just always the thing, right? That's how it was. Yeah. Yeah. So I got ten twenty seven letter quality printer. And funny enough, I was just talking to a friend of mine about this this thing. He was like, letter quality? I don't understand what the... And I was trying to explain to him. I was like, take a typewriter, but only make you be able to print stuff. And <laughs> I was talking about the fact that none of these actually exist that work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all destroyed from time, you know? And, uh, but yeah, I, I, and Atari writer. I did, I did get oh, Atari writer. Oh, yes, I love Atari writer. So it was like, I can Alan all type stuff. Yeah, here you go. Like, yeah. So um, you had the Atari 8-bit. Yeah. You, that means you had it for quite a number of years. Yes. What were your favorite games on the Atari 100? On, on the 8 bit, I played a lot of Asteroids. Yeah. Uh, also, I, the Asteroids. Yeah, I did, I did really like Asteroids uh, on the 8 bit. Four play, um, they were four player. Yes, exactly. People uh, ask the question do you know the reason why it's blue? No. Blue and green. Uh -uh. I don't, because okay, the reason why it's blue and green is because for some reason you chose better colors for the other ships because you're ah. green and you can barely see yourself. If you had made afterwards white and blue yeah. or something, it would have been better. But he wanted to get the four colors on to show four uh. the colors. So when he's testing it and playing it, it's got all four colors on it. It looks uh. great. We were playing by yourself. You got a, a, a green ship that's that's on black with yeah. blue asteroids. <laughs> the big thing is, is I didn't have I didn't have people to play with hardly. I right. I you know I was a late in life child, so I was kind of an only yep. child, and so I I did have my nephew would come by and we would play occasionally, but for the most part I was playing solo. So like you know for me yeah I didn't ever play multiplayer asteroids. Yeah, so. actually we had never yeah. played either. There were yeah. two of us. We didn't I don't think that. we ever hit select far enough to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the one one of the other games that I played a lot of on there was uh, Star League Baseball. Oh yeah. Uh, and what was what was cool about that is so again I was late enough child so I had I had older brothers you know like the there were thirteen to like eighteen years older than me so they you know they weren't interested in the video game thing you know yeah whatever they were off doing their own thing. 
But when I got baseball on there, they were hooked. They were like, so we played hours and hours and hours of Star League baseball and, and we we're just taking turns and just having a blast with it. And uh, so to be honest, like one of my one of my you know major memories from that time was playing That's baseball. That's great because you could play with your brothers. Yeah, exactly. Players. So it was a way for me to bond with them. Yeah. You know, and, and that was the thing that I didn't really have anything. You know, at that point I didn't have music to bond with them. I wasn't into what they were into. It was it was I didn't smoke weed, you know, right that kind of thing. It wasn't, you know, a ten year old kid. No, you know. Um, but uh so it wasn't, uh, I didn't have really anything to do with them, but once we did that, that was cool. Yeah. Star so what is it? Starling Baseball, one of the yeah. programs was Scott Orr. Scott Orr. Scott, Scott Orr, Orr okay. has 78 games on a Moby game. Wow. Including most of, uh, he went to EA Sports, most of the Madden, oh, okay. Madden games are on his list. So, wow. So he's, yeah, so oh, there's a good pedigree from so that. Nice. That's, that's a reason why Starling Baseball is, I know this is, if, anyone outside the U.S. doesn't understand this, but in the, in the 80s, mm -hmm. baseball games on computers were what soccer games are on the yeah. spectrums and stuff like that. There were, when you got a good one, and the Atari 8-bits didn't get a lot, there was, there was two good balls. Yes. But Charlie Baseball was a game that you could play for. Yeah, you can just play. It's so sports fun. games are different now. To back, like you'll see, it's it's funny when I'll go to a retro game store, and you'll see, you know, all the NES Plus sports games. You know, they're all just for a dollar boxes, right? Yeah. I mean, oh. nobody cares about oh, yeah. sports games. But but for us, actual sports games, we watched the evolution of the sports games from from home, home run, run to mm -hmm. up to like Star League. And for us, each sports game has its own its its own things that we love about it, and they aren't, like, like I would buy a, a mint copy of, of Star League. I would spend a lot of money on that, right? <laughs> right? Whereas a lot of people wouldn't, you know, other people, they don't understand, like, like sports games weren't done year over year. There wasn't sure. a new updated version. So, right. so for us, sports games actually hold a different place. Oh, yeah. So any other, on that, any other um, baseball, like you mentioned hardball. Uh -huh. Hardball is good, and then, what, do you ever play micro league baseball? Uh, you know, probably once or twice, but that was the one I had. So it was like oh. I had Star League baseball. That was the one, and that's the one I played. We all just the time. we hacked micro league baseball. Well, and okay. micro league was a stats game though. Yeah, so right. Like so it was like a player well, manager. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, we hacked it. So we yeah. you, you anyway. So you we had ways to make it so that I don't know why we'd hack it, but we hacked it. Hacked it in a way. I'll explain hacking to it later. I don't want to do it. Hacking micro league baseball is really fun. Something for another discussion. Oh okay, yeah, sure. Um. Anyway, so um. So what? So you're on the you're on your you're in your journey with the Atari 8-bit, uh -huh. and during that journey, the NES is coming out and uh -huh. things like that. What what happens with your your friends that are now getting NESs, but you have an Atari <laughs> Atari 130? Yeah, yeah. You can't point. even buy new software for this computer yeah, anymore, yeah. except for maybe Federated. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if there was one anywhere. No. Um. Um. So first of all, first question, your People you know, I don't know, I'm saying friends in quotes because I have no idea if they were like sure. mean kids or not, but they have NESs. Yeah. But what is, what's going on in your head when you see these things? You know, it, it definitely pangs of jealousy of kind of like looking like, wow, that's really cool. But there there is stuff that, you know, I had on my computer that they didn't have. Exactly. Yeah, you know, things like, you know, obviously like Super Mario Brothers platform games, that wasn't a thing on the 8-bit really, yeah. you know? And, but, you know, I had Spy versus Spy. Do you have Spy versus yeah, Spy? Yeah. You know, do you have these, some of these uh, iconic things? Talk that icon Iconic for us, but for, for them, they don't have any concept of it. And um, and so I personally... Like Minor 2049. Yeah, Minor 2049. That's iconic. Yeah, it is, yeah. 
um, but it didn't have scrolling. No, 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 no. So it, it, we, you know, at that point it was, yes, you know, and I, and I remember we had rented one from like the video store and we played like Casino Kid for like forever and some other games, Tetris and stuff. And, yeah. and it was, it was cool, but you know, what's funny is I never really felt like I wanted to, you know, get rid of my computer to go to an NES. Right. It was, it was always like, okay, that's neat. But nah, I'm good. I, I didn't. I didn't really feel like enough like jealousy to want to switch. You know. Did, like, did, yeah. did the Atari 8-bit with the letter quality printer and all and Atari writer? How did that affect your schooling when you finally were? Now you're so in, in uh, high school. You're getting towards 88. You're you're uh, you're getting into end of junior high. You're starting to go in. You have your 8-bit. Um, are you able to do your schoolwork on that, or is another new computer needed to sort of... Uh, Not really. At that point, I was, you know, I did a lot of papers on Atari Writer. It's funny, I think I still have one of the papers that I printed oh, out. that's awesome. And, and I, and like, I did a folder, and I did a uh, cover on print, the print shop oh, and stuff, and, and I think I colored that it. That was really and stuff. fun. Oh, yeah, the print shop was, like, a killer app that I never had. Unfortunately, it was one of the... It's like well, it was one of the... You had like, it, but you yeah. never had no, it. No, actually, I never even had it. Yeah, I had it, had it. It was, it was the one at the school was, like, yeah, I, I didn't ever have, have it at home, but it was like, you know, I'd always print out banners and all that crap. But yeah, I was like printing a sign, you know, for, for the, the cover and stuff. I was like, I still have it somewhere, but uh, it was a story about, you know, me and Atari and stuff. And I was like, at some point, I should oh, that's cool, read man. it you out. Should put that out. Yeah, it should, it'd be kind of cool to put that up. It's so um, rare to find those. those yeah, yeah, exactly. 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 And, uh, but uh, yeah, so I wrote a lot of papers. I wish I still had a lot of that stuff, but it's like one of those things you get stuff lost the time and yeah. it's just, yeah, it goes away. But uh, yeah, so I definitely uh, used it for a lot of schoolwork, and uh, so it was, it was neat. Yeah, so the, I, as long as I print out something and it's other quality, it's good. I can print anything cool, but I can print out papers like crazy. <laughs> so what did you always think about this this computer like thing that you were doing? The you know my parents were were old. They were old, the older generation, and for them they were like. Yeah, they always had a phrase of like, I don't even know how to turn it on. Yeah, you know, same, that kind same, of thing. Same, yeah, 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 the same age as yeah, yeah. And born in the '30s, so um, they they were like, you know, we, you know, they they had no kind of concept of any of this stuff. They they knew it was going to be big. They knew that I was really interested in it, and I think they were they were happy that I was interested in it, but they wanted no part. Yeah, yeah and, I think you know, like our parents. I think they saw. They saw all these technology in their mm -hmm. lives, saw all sure. these tech revolutions, right? From radio to TV mm -hmm. to, to uh, you know, movies and even watching like like even arcade games and stuff. They've experienced it. Maybe they weren't into it, but they knew. They knew. They knew it was going to be a thing, you know, so. So what happened? So you're, you're having your Atari 8-bit and then um, at some point you move from the 8-bits to something else. What was your next step? Atari FC, of course. Now, and when was this? How old were you at that time? Uh, this was uh, kind of mid-high school. This was like 1990. Wow, okay. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And why did you choose the ST over a PC or, or the Amiga? <laughs> That's a good, because it's Atari. It's Atari. Yeah. <laughs> because it's Atari. It's Atari. And, and, and of course it was like, like the, the, next, the, the next thing. And, Actually, and was there even any question? No. See? There was, there was no question. Obviously, it's going to be the Atari. Gonna be the Atari. Okay, and and, and you know that that's when kind of I was like talking about. It's like it's this. Well, obviously, obviously right, you know, exactly. I had a friend of mine that had an Amiga, and I was like, that's kind of neat. But so, I had pretty much the same thing, you know. The Amiga's also, but yeah. it's not Atari. Man. Yeah, he's not Atari. Power without the price, exactly. you know. I, it was it was you know it was one of those things that 
I, I believe I bought my, I actually, by at that point I had a job at that point. And so I was able to buy uh, my 1040 STE with my own money. It was like 400 bucks, which at that time was a lot of money for wow. me. And, and, uh, but yeah, so that, that was really kind of the, the major renaissance when I, I 1040 got 1040 STE had a, a, a STE. Just from a, a, yeah. STE. Yeah. And a TV out, right? Yes. So and, that's all you yeah. needed was that. Yes, and, and, you know, the, the stereo jacks yeah, out stereo jacks and the DMA and the blitter and all that and stuff. And you could use the Jaguar controller. Uh, yeah. okay, yes. A few things use yes. these things. Right? Yes, exactly. It was, to me, and, and so, and, and also, uh, my, my best friend at the time also bought one. So we go. were both like, you know, and so, so, and, and we would go to user groups, which for us, the user groups were an hour away. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and it was like, but it was our, our, our monthly thing. And we would go down. Is that like Santa Rosa uh, or something? It was Santa Rosa. Yes, actually. And, um, so we would go down and, and that was our monthly kind of pilgrimage down to Santa Rosa. And, and we kind of make a day out of it. And a lot of times we'd go like swap meets and we'd go to these different things, but but we would go there and just talk to people and, and eventually we became like more officers and I, I was a librarian and putting out like public domain discs every every uh, month and uh, stuff for the, for the group. And now, how did you acquire, besides public domain software and the few items that were maybe available, mail order or things like that, a lot of available mail order. Sure. How did you, when you wanted to play new games or new things, how were you acquiring? Were they all pirate? Were you... You know, there were, a lot of it was, I did have a, a good friend of mine that I got a lot of the software from, but. I really didn't have much in the way of a bigger group to like to trade with or whatever. Um, you know, I, I did find some places. I remember I actually took this machine off to college with me. Uh, I went to Cal Poly and, oh, wow. and uh, in San Luis Obispo and I took the, the machine to college with me. And there were some places where I could actually, it's still at this time, at like 92. I was able to actually find some stores. It's like, oh my God, this is a, a game. It's a game. It's not a great game, but it's a game. I remember finding, I was like, it was a Panza kickboxing. Oh, Panza, actually, Panza yeah, kickboxing. Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty good game. Geisha, that was another yeah, one. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, oh, it's a game, cool. You, you know? had to get the ones yeah. that they're somehow were distributed in the US yeah. somehow, right? Yeah, now. exactly. And it was just always the weird packaging. And it was just, it, it was it was one of those things that it was, it was, you know, I didn't really have a lot until I got to college, and then I discovered W Archive. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> for yeah, all public domain software and demos and, and, and all demos that, and, and that was the thing in college. You know, I I put on these demos, and you know, at this point, this was kind of the start with the 386s and 486s. Right. At this point, uh, Wolf had just come out, and so people were like, "Oh, this is cool." I still had better stuff because yeah. like, you know, putting on demos and stuff and mods and all that stuff. It was just so There's cool. an anecdote about, about um, getting, moving from the ST to RCT PC stuff is in 92, Steve and I had to get PCs, oh. our PC. We did. It took a couple years before the PC was as good as that plain old Atari ST. Even though we had VGA and everything, the games just weren't coming out. Wolf 3D did it. Yep. That was the first one that's like, the, the, I will say that the Sierra games were good though. Yeah. The Sierra games oh, no, were no. good. Oh no, no. There were good games, but there wasn't any. So we, I was thinking more about fast action games. Ah, yeah. The yeah. PC Point games. Days, yeah. They're on the PC, there's lots of good games. But yeah. it's like trying to emulate that ST experience. Yes. And obviously, the STE demos, they were just, yes. they were making that thing do stuff that you yeah. wouldn't even see on a VGA machine. Yes, exactly. And that was the thing. So I had people like playing, uh, you know, uh, watching demos and stuff. We played uh, games, uh, we had uh, eight player games of Chaos going, oh. and that was epic. You know, we, so we, we would play games all the time. And the cool thing was, I was the only one with an ST in the area, so I thought, 
What was funny is I actually was on like Newsnet or yeah. some or one of the groups from from his like a local uh, San Luis Obispo thing, and they were having like a midi maze party, and I'm no. like, what? And they had like ten guys with with STs. I'm like, hell yeah! And I brought my ST. So we we played that like a ten uh, system mini maze oh, at like, this guy's house. And I'm like, this is cool. I was like in in like Evan, you know. It was so weird having you know really my people the first first person shooter. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, yeah, having my people yeah, here. Yeah, people yeah. Here. and it's so weird because it was. It was not, that wasn't a thing. That wasn't and, a thing, exactly. and it was, it was just land so. Land parties didn't exist. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was, that was, that was a land party. First yeah. person shooter game, yeah. that was the one. Yeah, so what, yeah. Okay, so, so what did you, did this, um, this whole love of Atari, and, and what did that do for your career? Um, so, you know, as I had mentioned, I always wanted to be a video game designer. You know, I well, wanted to be a developer. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, 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 I know it's not unique. Everybody wants, you know, it's like they, well, not everybody, no, but no, a lot of people, no. they want to do From it. From our generation? Yeah. Not. Yeah. There were, if you were, if you, if you knew, I don't think, I think now it is because uh, all these kids work Nintendo. Yeah. Sure. No, but I think, I think it's, I think it's, 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 it's I think there's, it's, this percentages are probably oh, the okay. same. Yeah. It's just that the percentage of people from our yeah. from our generation, there's less people, but yes. a lot of them wanted to be oh, yeah. I think yeah. now I think you same amount of kids. It's just yeah. there's so many more that yeah. it's seemingly yeah. not. I I just remember uh, you know wanting to do that, and and so I knew that going through school that well I need to go get a degree in computer science. Well, obviously that's what right. you do, right? And so all, everything was going up to that, and I, I went off to, to college. And you know, I didn't really try to mix a whole bunch of stuff on my own. You know, I did mess around with like GFA Basic, and but I didn't really have like the the information. You know, we didn't have the internet there to be able to look stuff up. And you know, it's like there was always this gap. Again, we talked about like the gap of what I have and what I need to have to get to a point where I can do something. Well, the problem was, and sometimes that gap is really small. But you just don't know it. You, you right. don't know that there's it, some secret knowledge. Yeah, it's, you don't if if you didn't, you know it's like you can go to your previous self and say, here, this is what you need. Right. Read that. Here's this software. You're golden. Right. Exactly. And and there's nobody there doing that. If you think on the Atari 8 bit that started to come out in the or in the early years of that VST. Never really came out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's stuffs out there, but it's in German and other yeah. languages. Yeah, and, and that that's true. Yeah, doing the development, I know that was a lot harder. Yes, there was more options. You know, like GFA Basic was definitely one. Stas is another one. Uh, but yeah, like doing assembly, that wasn't a thing. C was available. I remember I had a compiler, but I didn't know how to actually, you know, make it do what I wanted right. to do. Right. And not having the manual, um, you know, that, that <laughs> kind of thing. Little thing like the manual um, uh, to to make it so that you can do it. it. It was always this this gap, and and so for me, going you know I went to school and I was like and uh, you know I, I was 17 years old, getting away from home for the first time. Yeah, school wasn't really something yeah. that I was it, into going not, not to. Not easy, not easy when you yeah. Yeah, and so um, so I uh, I left after a year <laughs> and, and came back home. It's uh, very, very a very common story. It, it, Don't feel it, it, it is. Oh, I, I you know it's 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 definitely a thing. It's it's my story, but uh, it, it's one of those things that you know I I I always had issues, but not really issues, but with math. It was like always this. This thing that was like this this hell that I couldn't. couldn't a lot of us Atari guys have yeah. an issue with math. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, it's just like I want to do this, but I need all this math, right? Well, so I thought, you know. Really, you I'll tell you one thing. About just I'm going to interesting. Say yeah, yes, right. we were this way, 
And, and, and I know people complained about the new math, the common core uh -huh. math. When I looked at my kids doing common core math, uh -huh. it was all applied mathematics. And I'm like, if this was the math I, I had, well. I would have excelled. Because yeah. th I think I think we're probably in the way where, where if it's applied to something, like yeah. making a game it's or something, thinking, totally yeah. understand yeah. it. Because, because you, you care about it. Yes. Yeah. And you care about it. Yeah. That's yeah. the big thing. Yes. Well, yeah. well, I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 I know you're a musician, and so you have both some really good left and right brain mm -hmm. tendencies. When it comes to when I said... I'm left brain in when it comes to music. I am left brain, two left brains. But <laughs> but I think that I'm very very like the Atari generation. If a lot of us that are like this hybrid, creative, slightly technical people who the only niche we could find was things like this, where like it's not pure math. Like yeah, math is great. Let's do this stuff. But I don't just want to do math, right? Like right. math gets you the goal, but it's not. It's a means it's to an end. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's like you know when I started taking some of these math classes and, and then computer classes and stuff. And, and you know, I remember taking this one computer class and I had taken classes later, but it was like. They, they were doing stuff like a game, but it wasn't a game, it was a simulation. Right. And I'm like, you're sucking the fun out of the game. Right. <laughs> you, you could have made this so much cooler, but yet you went this other route. And, and it's just like, you know, I would probably spend 10 times the amount of effort had you made this something more, 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 more right. cool. No, you know? we're gonna simulate the nitride cycle. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, and, it, and it's just like, you know, and, and that's one of my things with, with teaching. Um, you know, like I, I always feel like, you know, I have, I've had people come to me, they want to learn to program, they want to learn stuff. My go-to is games Game, right, exactly. because it's, it teaches you so many different ways to do it and you, you, you learn so much and you're able to apply that right away. You know, one of my go-tos is a dice roller for D&D. Yeah, right. You know, that's like, it's like, oh, you got, got, all you that, oh, you got random numbers, yes. how to see, oh, whatever. Yes. how to see the random number, all these things that go, well, these, those are things people think of. You yeah. think about programming language. Yeah, they think of like math. The games, yeah. the game stuff that go that just the yeah. basics of making a game that has nothing to do with like <laughs> angles and velocity and, and thing. Uh, the, yeah. those things, the, just making a random number and putting the output on the screen can be a revelation to a kid. Oh yeah. It's like I could get something on the screen. I remember when I first started doing stuff with you know any of the, the game programming or anything, getting something on the screen and then be able to move it. Right. Exactly. Oh my god, it was like I could do so much with this thing. Hey guys, this is Ed from Mission Ed Possible. If you'd like more Atari content, be sure to check out my YouTube channel or go to missionedpossible.com. We have tutorials, game reviews, and all kinds of Atari goodness. Hope to see you there. So what did you do after college? Um, so I came back and I actually got a job. Um, uh, I was kind of just working at like a, at a grocery store and just kind of, I, I went to community college at that point, met my wife at that point, and uh, we, I was just kind of going through the motion and, and you know, I was just, I, I took a lot of electives and I just was just, just, just yeah. spinning my wheels and, and, and uh, the deal was I had a friend of mine who was working at a local uh, company, it was a mail order company. And he's like, you want a job doing, you know, uh, computer stuff? I'm like, oh, well, I haven't finished school. You know, I was like, you know, I was like, you know, it's kind of, it, there's a lot of people that still have the opinion that, well, if you want to do computer stuff, you have to get a degree. But, yeah. What? Except for, except yeah. for Steve Wozniak. Right? Yeah, I mean, except, <laughs> except for like all these other guys. Except for the guy that created yeah. the industry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and you have to do this. Well, and, and but that's just the mindset, you know. And he's like, hey, you don't you don't need dice. Can you do the work? Yeah. And it, it, we were just starting doing stuff. So it was, it was doing all sysadmin work, network administration. Doing I learned so much stuff. I was doing you know Novell, and I was doing 
all these things. And I just kind of fell into sysadmin work. And that was something that in college, I, you know, I started working with uh, Unix. And so I was like, oh, this is kind of neat, you know, the whole multi-user thing. And, and so I started doing that and started getting, you know, more and more in there. And I was like, but I was in, living in a small town pay wasn't great yeah, and there was, no, yeah, there was nowhere I could go so I was like okay well we got to move to the Bay Area and that and that was the thing and that that's what we ended up doing so um so yeah so I just kept going with sysadmin for most and you had cool. worked at a large online retailer for a yeah. long time I yes name yes <laughs> I, I did uh so so yeah well, not retailer but yeah a yeah uh, retail marketplace, retail marketplace. Good, yeah, there you go Is so you, okay so you're so, so you've got the so you're sysadmin uh -huh. and you're like okay so how do you return to it is there a return to atari well kind of there's there's been i i've gone through these these um these these lulls and and stuff of kind of going you know I, I really would like to you know have some of this atari stuff again and like i would go to garage sales and just start hoarding yeah and i was just like just hoard and then like i put stuff in my basement and just keep keep grabbing all this stuff and my wife would be like raising her eyebrow going okay whatever and you know i'm buying cheap stuff i'm not paying out hardly any money yeah. for anything and i just started accumulating and accumulating and accumulating and i'm like well i gotta i gotta get rid of this stuff <laughs> because we were gonna like refinish our basement and i'm like all right and, and I, what i had like had the kids like uh who were at that point probably 10 years old or whatever like having them test, test out games and, and cleaning them and to stuff make sure that they were yeah you gotta make sure you gotta do the alcohol yeah because i had a bunch of 2600 games like yeah. okay here's how you clean games and showing them the ropes and all that and having them test it and they play more than they test but you know whatever <laughs> um Funny enough, their favorite was Freeway. I'm like, all right, cool. I think as a kid, I hated the game, but you know yeah, what? We all, it's we all cool. were thinking, we all were thinking Frogger. They yeah. weren't. Yeah, they exactly. Were thinking, they're thinking, so why would a chicken go left to yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. I, Chickens go straight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyway, um, but so yeah, so I started started getting all this stuff, and and it was just. I, I liked the the tangible stuff. I, I had really been still into emulation for all the right. years, um, and, and so, but it was more of I was really into main. I was really into you know the arcade stuff because that was always you know we had talked about the the lesser. Well, when you could play the real thing, yeah, right. uh, you know, it's like this is the real thing, you know, with certain exceptions. But you know, the idea is that you could have that same experience. But I also was into, you know, it's like, let's do 2600, 800, you know, all the ST stuff and all that. So I was really into that at one point. And then it kind of fell off, you know, I had sold them a bunch of stuff. And then, then I started getting back into it. It's just this roller coaster thing. And I really wish I'd have just kept everything. Yeah. That would be yeah. great. But I also would need a whole other house to hold it all. So <laughs> I remember being on like emulation. eBay, eBay, eBay in like not, 2001, I remember looking for, going, hey, you know what? I'd like to get an Atari 100 again. I remember looking at some of those oh. listings. There were like hundreds of boxed games. Uh -huh. You know, someone's selling their entire wow. system and it's like, a hundred dollars. Oh my god. Nowadays? Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I really wish I am like I should get that. I'm like, where am I gonna put yeah, it? Right? What am I doing? All the excuses not yeah, to and yeah, now you're taking like, yourself. Oh my god, I could have had, you know, what was in that yes, box yes, set up. There was yes. one purchase that I made back at the exact same time that I'm that I did make, I was really happy about. I went to a um a goodwill and in a corner they had a bunch of Atari cards, Atari 2600 cartridges. They had about 50 of them laying out. And they said, they had stickers on them over the labels that said, Brick-a-Brack, 25 cents. And so I've got like 10 of them that I liked. And I went back and said, I'm getting all 50. So I still have all <laughs> Oh, 50, nice. But I had to get all those labels. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, 
And was it on cartridge only? On the cart, they, oh, okay. they're cart on the cartridge. Yeah, not in the box. Oh, but still, yeah. it was cool that they like they just didn't know what they were. They just threw it up in the electric. Yeah, there, yeah. there was there was one of you guys talking about that. You only bought like two of them. Oh, that was fifty two hundred games at the ninety nine cent store. There oh. were only two at the ninety nine cent store. Yeah, I guess I got I got Berserk and Pac Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, there are only two different ones, but you can uh, multiple. Yeah. <laughs> no, what I mean is there are only two of them. Oh, they're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so now let's... Okay, so you're you're getting into programming now. Uh -huh. This is what you're doing. So so you made... How so you, you start with... Oops, forget that. <laughs> Your YouTube channel. So uh -huh. you get into games. So what is this called? Uh, so the YouTube channel, I, uh, I started back uh, two years now, uh, two years ago. Uh, a friend of mine and I were like, you know, we want to we wanted to do something, uh, you know, on YouTube just because it's like, well, that's what people are doing, and and we didn't really have kind of ideas of exactly what we wanted to do. It was originally we were kind of thinking of uh, something like a gamified challenges kind right. of thing, and so I started doing. Uh, I wanted to get healthy, so I was working out, so we're filming workouts, and and so my first videos on there were all about like learning new things and and doing things where I would uh you know I would level up you know and and so I actually had like level up things oh, video, kind of video yeah so it was like gamification and the problem was that it was like it was cool but it wasn't any it didn't fit any particular audience and and, and so it was like we were, we were like, okay, well, we put up some videos. We didn't really know what we're doing. I did one with like cold shower challenge, and <laughs> I had I had a few different ones. And we we're like, let's let's just try different things. And and the one of the ones that was kind of a, a, a kind of a, a one that showed a little bit of of, of uh, um, promise was I did some Go programming videos. I was like, oh, yeah. let me do um, the uh, uh, was it Advent of Code with with Go. And I, I was like, because I had done a little bit of Go, and, I, and I, I did some Go for work and stuff, and so I was like, oh, this is, I can do this. And so I was just learning, it, and I was really just like, let me learn it on film, which was not really a great way to do a video, but whatever. I um, I did that, and, and the deal was that I, I found that these videos were actually kind of showing more promise, and I was like, you know, maybe showing doing more uh, instructional kind of videos, and and some of it, it's instructional, but it's also not. It's 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 like a learn with me kind of thing. It's like because I'm I'm not claiming to be an expert in anything, right. you know, that I do. And, but it's like like when I started doing the uh, the adventure series, it was kind of like you know what I'm learning a bunch of stuff here. I would like to share this with other people because I felt like. Once I kind of broke through that gap, like I was talking about, of of having the information I needed, the problem was I found like there was a lot of a lot of content out there, but it wasn't in a, a easily digestible form. They would show you a little bit of information, but it's like, well, I don't. I what's the next step? What what or, or in some cases, what's the first step? What's the first step? Yeah, because it, that's always a hard thing. It's like he, you know, if somebody goes, here's a completed game. Good luck. Yeah. It's like. Where yeah. do you begin? Yeah, where do you begin? Yeah, yeah. Have, and that's the hardest part. It's you funny, Jeff and I yeah. learned that in the in the two thousands we started a website where we put up tutorials mm -hmm. to make to make games. Like mm -hmm. game development tutorials in Flash. And we were we got the amazing engagement for, for like five or six years because people wanted to come learn how to do stuff. And yeah. what we learned was and we actually made some games and put them up for viral stuff. Mm -hmm. We never really made much money on them, even if they were played like millions of times. Very little money. What we made money on was we made it. We wrote a book about programming yeah, okay, that yeah. made way more money than ever. <laughs> oh ever yeah, I, I, I imagine. And, and so it's like so. What we learned is like, oh yeah, like people 
teaching people stuff is actually, a, if you yeah, can find okay. the right angle, is actually a maybe a better route than just yes. trying to make your own. Yes, and you know, we found that out. We um, uh, Ray, uh, my business partner, and I, we found that out when we were making, uh, we made a game on Steam, and uh, and we're actually going to be re-releasing it soon. Oh, that's cool. Um, and we, we found like, you know, cause it was in Unity and we found that there's a whole like marketplace of all of these, these plugins and stuff that you could get. And people were selling those. And what's funny is, so stuff that's adjacent or helping other people will make you more, more money than money. the thing. Yes. Same, you know, right, and, exactly. and you're like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And so it's like, so the, it's, it's kind of like you're selling the drink. You're selling right? the drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Selling exactly. Ambition. You're selling yeah. you're helping them with that. <clears throat> So um, I, I remember one of the things we made the most money off was I made an engine on, there's a place you can sell game engines, engine to make a Pac-Man game. Okay. And it was had some pretty elaborate, we, but it doesn't matter. I was sold 300 copies of that at $10 oh, wow. a piece. Right? Oh, wow. So over a while, that's fueled our hours paying for our hosting for nice. a while. Yeah. So you, had all, you gave all the code away. I gave all the, but I had to give away all the code away. Here's the thing, but yeah, that, that, but that's part of the process. That's 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 kind of, it's a very different way of thinking. You know, it's it's the normal thing of like, no, we need to keep all this close to our chest. We got to release this and then sell a bunch of copies and right. stuff. It's like, actually, actually you don't need to. Lucky, yeah. If you're lucky, you can do it. Yeah, right. if you have, if you were lucky, if you're lucky, if yeah. you're not, then you then you will then you will you won't make any money. So yeah. tell so you started this as a roguelike. Mm -hmm. um, how many episodes? Are so you wait, doing? wait, wait, wait. What? What? So you're 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 making programming videos now. Oh, okay. Is this for the eight bit? Atari yes. 8 -bit. Okay. Atari eight bit. And assembly like this. All on is amazing. I mean, I'm gonna start watching these. Yes. So, <laughs> so tell me about it. How did you okay. So the idea was that. Uh, as I was mentioning, there's this gap of saying, you know, okay, you know, I, I've, I've read a lot of the books, you know, De Re Atari and all these different books, and it's all really cool, but it doesn't actually give you a uh, project like you're that you're going. It's not through. step by step. There's yeah, no, like, it's 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 a lot of ways that you know, if you look at modern teaching of programming, at least online, not and not in school, but online, it's like we're going to make a Twitter client, you know, that's like the one of the comment, or right. we're going to make a to do list, you yeah. know, these are like programming you know how we learn a language and the deal is it's showing you in the good ones are showing you soup to nuts everything you need to right. do not just showing you bits and pieces and the problem is is like yeah if you're good you can kind of go okay this is all i need and whatever if you've already done it before you can get the pieces but if you need to know step by step everything you need to do there's a lot of times that they don't have any hand holding on that and right. i was finding that a lot because i had wanted to do an assembly language game uh, on the Atari because you know we had talked about it. it's like that was kind of the holy grail at that time of yeah. I you know basic sucks I want to make something in assembly and and everything I could find out there even books everything was like oh showing basic program basic 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 you know oh you need to do display list stuff basic I'm like damn it I want assembly yeah and 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 it's like and, and I understand you know why because basics easy and assembly is hard that's total bull I it's it's one of those things that you know, it's one of those things that I needed to show uh, the path as I was learning it because I was like going, hey, all I need to do is do this one piece and connect the dots here. This is information that people would like. I'll tell you and why. I don't think people are doing this. You know? No, that sounds amazing. That's yeah. insane. You're actually doing what you actually did. One of the great things about what you're doing is you're doing what we all have needed, but you're putting it together. Yes. Because I would read through assembly language books and, and, there's, and I think purposely, they would leave the thing out you needed. This is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. Yeah. You make it, you make some code, and it's like, well, 
how do I run it? Yeah. And they're all, oh, you poke the memory location into here and you, yeah. and you, and yeah. then you, and it's like, no, I want to put it on a disc as an EXE yeah. and run it. Oh, well, you go into DOS yeah. and you say L and you give it the location. No, yeah. I want to make it EXE and run You know what I mean? Like, how do I Tell do me. the one thing that I want to do so I can have a program yes. in basic? I can even and even it's in, in compiled basic. I can compile it into a PRG and it runs yeah. or a com and it runs. Yeah. Where do I make my com file? And yeah. it's like so. Anyway, you know well, that. And that's one of the great things about things like well, pinball construction set and yeah. Stoss and right. and even if, they give you packaging. They give, yeah, if you, you ever if you ever play click click and play for the for the Windows three one, this is made by the Stoss guys. Uh -huh. it, you know, all of them have their limitations. Actually, I would say pinball construction set is still probably the most amazing yeah. piece of software ever made, but. But they have the limitations of what you can do. But at the end of the day, you get an EXE or you get an executable yeah. that you can give to someone. Mm -hmm. and, and and to and people like to us, that's the most important thing time, right? is, yeah, yeah, is yeah. having something to show. Like we want that. So yeah. this is anyway, it's amazing. So, so start with so your your process. You started with wanting to do that, and I interrupted you. So this uh, uh so your your um your goal was to make a game. You got these going, and how did you decide? And I've I mean I've, I've watched all the videos. I still have not been able to implement any of this at that time. But um, you start very simple, and but you actually the game you're making is very complex. So explain how you want to make this because it's it's got all the elements of an Atari. Like if you watch this vi your video series, you can actually go make almost any game in the Atari 8-bit once you do this. You have multicolored sprites, you have display lists, you have how to make how to make scrolling maps. Like everything is included in this one roguelike. Of course, and some algorithms that are pretty interesting for doing new things that you have like. The, the random dungeons and things like that. So how did you start? Like how like, did I start? Start yes. So so really, I was I I for whatever reason I've always wanted to make a roguelike because it's like I I rogue is one of those games that I've just always loved it on on how much detail that was in it from such an early time and and so it was like of course I didn't want to try to make everything in there. there. There's so many things in there. It's like no no no. But I wanted to make something substantial. And I, I didn't want to make like the typical games that people make. I've gone through, you know, our last game was the uh, Falling Blocks game. Yeah, yeah, the catch kind of, game. Yeah, all these kind of games that are, are, are very typical that people do. It's like, I want to make this, this kind of game. So I was just like, well, one of the things that I, I was learning about was the fact that you can use the character sets as tiles. Right. And I was like, okay, so a tile-based game. And, and then so because in the mode that we're using, it's actually, you know, half of a character. So it's actually only four by eight wide. And so, okay, we got to use two of those to make a tile that's square, you know? And so I started kind of thinking about how that was going to work together. And, and once I could get like, you know, four slash five colors on the screen at once with all these tiles, I started thinking, it's like, Oh wow! I can make all kinds of games. So are you moving? Yeah. Is the character moving four pixels at a time? Then uh, the character does not move. The map moves. Ah, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, the character is is standard like Ultima style, where it okay. actually the UI looks very Ultima like. That's, um, that's fine. And and uh, the character is, is is fixed, and the map moves around him. Um, and so I'm not dealing with with animation of like up down. You know, I will be adding more for the player missile, but. The, the player is a player of the player missile graphics. The care, uh, the background is all uh, character fixed. So uh, using Antic Mode 5 uh, for most of us because it's square pixels and all that. Um, but uh, so yeah, so I, I, the big thing with this is the fact that you, developing something when you, and you guys probably know this, 
Developing something when you're trying to teach it is very different than oh, developing yes. it on your own. It's, it's because you need to simplify it. Yeah, well, you have to simplify Not only that, you, every line of code every is line of code you need to you have, yes, you, you have to be able to explain it. I have to be able to justify this line right. of code to somebody. Well, you learn it that way. Yes. Also, you learn it that way. Yes. Plus, you, you yes. start breaking it into modules yes. so you can show one module at a yeah. time. And that's the thing. And one of the things, one of the challenges that I've had, especially with the more recent ones, is the map generation stuff because that's a big topic. And we knew this was going to be a thing at the beginning. It's like, how are we going to do map generation? There's tons of different ways to do it. And let's, how do we do this to where it's going to be simplified enough to where I can do it and I can explain it to somebody. And so the deal was though, that it's going to be like three or four videos. And we're like on episode three of that, of doing this map generation. How do I break it up so that I don't break the guy's game while they're developing? Right. You know? <laughs> okay. So they do all this stuff and then they're waiting for the next episode. Yeah, because it doesn't run anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's like, every time you're done, you have to they could run. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that was the idea. It's like, okay, so now you have a little bit more. Now you have a little bit more. And now today we're going to be doing this to add doors and we're going to add this stuff to add more rooms. Yeah, when we were writing stuff. books, it's exactly the yeah, same yeah. thing. It's like you, you, you hit the end of a chapter, you're like, uh oh, you yeah. have to be able to run it at the yeah. end. Yeah, and you, you can paint yourself into a corner. And, and you know, it's it's challenging, but it's cool. You know, it, it's one of those things that we've talked about in, in our videos of do we want to do more tutorials? And it's like tutorials are cool, but the problem with them is they're not really entertaining from a point of view of if you are in, in the mindset of I want to make a game for this platform, doing this kind of thing, great. But if you're into just, I just want to watch something cool on YouTube. Right, exactly. Watching a 20, 30, 40 episode series that's a half hour, 45 minutes <laughs> each, Probably not high on your yeah. list. You know, you want some a ten minute like show and tell yeah. of going. Well, first I did this and this, then I did it, and then and boom, there's a game. Yay! Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk with a little bit. So, uh -huh. so in your in your YouTube endeavors, like like like, it, it's hard. You know, it's at one point we're like, let's just make things that are six minutes long because that's uh -huh. what old people are gonna are gonna watch, right? Uh -huh. So we started doing these crack the seal things uh -huh. that are really short, but are like you know that that are like you know. Just well, cracking the seal six minute long, and then the gameplay right. six minute long. But this one is like six minutes. But, sure, but, sure. but in, in other times, you know, like like we were putting our whole podcast episodes up, and they're just like one image that runs the whole. I'm like, who's gonna watch that? that? Like that doesn't seem right. So like, how did how do you how are you finding like the balance of of the content? You know, from from long to short, and what should be inside and, sure. and whatnot. Uh, I will say, like, I have listened to podcasts that are videos, which I I will say that there is one thing, you know, I, I would say that, yes, there is that whole, you need to have something on the screen, but there is a certain amount of YouTube being ubiquitous in the fact that yeah. you don't have to have another platform or anything. It's just like, all right, yeah, fine. I'll put that on and put it in the background while I'm doing something. Yeah, if you're on your so computer. So it's, 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 I, I, it's valuable. I, I think it's, it's a viable and, thing. And there is you know? one thing, podcasts. No matter how people have distributed them and know how many pathways readers you have and listeners and, and platforms and stuff, they're still not easy to find. It, it, no, yeah, discoverability. Even you can search discoverability. You can find you can find them all over the place. Yes. But which link do I click on? And it's yeah. on my phone, that's easy to find. But if you put them on YouTube, which we haven't really done, we did the video, we you could you could publish directly there if you wanted to. Yeah, we, we, we could do that. The thing is we'll talk about that. Short form versus long form yeah. content. So so we played around like when, when YouTube uh, launched shorts. We were like, let's let's try that out and do we did a little bit of things, but um, for the most part, you know, uh, the, the keeping the, the size of the, the video down, you know, I have done some videos where I have the uh, uh, Ed Bytes videos where I would just 
do like a, a kind of a, I have a hard time with review for a lot of the, the newer stuff because, uh, you know, it's like reviewing a game that someone just put out. Okay. I have a hard time with that because it's like, I don't want to hurt that guy. Me either. Me. He's around. He's yeah. Yeah. But a 2600 game, I can review that all yeah, day It's okay. It's four years old. Right. Right. 100% correct. Yeah. Like, also, also, I don't want that guy to be mad. He yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. I want him as a viewer. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to trash this game. So, but but usually it's a, a look at some games. So like I did like Dread. I don't know if you've seen oh, yeah, that Dread's on awesome. ST. Yeah. And, and and you know basically Doom on the ST. You know and 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 stuff like that where I'll I'll do a video and those those are, are are cool. But it's you know and it's it's you know retro related and all that stuff. But truly, I feel like the the content that I think that I I really wanted to go for is more education based, more. Um, you know, showing them something that they haven't already seen. Yes, the, the advice can do that, but some of the stuff is like 2,600 games. It's like, oh, this is why River Raid's cool. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, everybody does that, you know. Um, you know it's we, hard not we, to, though. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's fun sometimes. Yeah, right? and, and the thing is, is keeping that balance of, of doing stuff that is fun and doing stuff that is more uh, better for the channel it is challenging, you know. One of the things that, that we started off with is I was like, okay, we need we want to hit four thousand hours to be able to make, be monetized. Uh, well, what's a good way of getting a lot of watch hours? Streaming, because you have a captive audience, right, you know. Right. So so I started doing my streams on Sundays for ST games, and and thankfully the the ST community was really really uh, you know they really liked that and they were they were a hungry yeah. community for good content. Oh yeah, they've been slapped around by the V guys. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Years. So. Being an ST guy, you know, it was like, you know, so so I'd get my regulars. Well, what's funny is those guys have been coming to my 2600 streams. Oh, cool. And, and so it's, it's, it's kind of cool to say, hey. Because they're not, they didn't really have the 2600. No, no, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, so it, it, it's, it's definitely been cool. Um, but uh, yeah, so the, we we're, we kind of balanced. We, we tried different things, you know, as far as what would be good content. Uh, we're gonna be probably doing some more stuff with say like electronics and, and stuff like that. I'd like to do something that's kind of adjacent. You know, people that I know all the retro community will be enjoying it as well. Right, right. You know, but it, it's not it, it's not completely the same. Yeah, you said you're tech and electronics. I've you seen said you're pretty handy. really really big what? with those. Things. Pretty handy. So you can if you show some stuff like. Here's a bunch of STs I got from the Fultons that yeah, I'm going to fix exactly. on, on the video. Go listen to Into the Vertical Well, I was saying, then you can actually put, you can, you can put that content in. Exactly. Looking at those things, one of the most interesting things that I find is the guy that shows the old dusty computer, he plays it out a little bit, and he puts in a game in I want to see that thing playing the game. Like, yeah. I want to see, like, like I'm just on the SP. I've seen Pac-Man a hundred times, right? Yeah. But this is a vi old Vic-20 playing Jelly Monster. <laughs> like, I'm just like, hey, and then, I, and then I'm like, I'm going to take a nap while Jelly Monster's on. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, because yeah. I can. It's just sort of very soothing to, like, you know. It, it is a, a, there is, I, I have noticed uh, some content that, that people will do. They'll take a 2600 game. They'll take it out of the case. They'll put it in the machine. They'll turn it's it off. It's very ASMR, though. And, and, and yeah, it's an ASMR thing, and it's just it's a, it's an experience. And that's actually kind of what I was getting back to of like you know I used to be into well I still am into uh, uh, emulation, but actually having the physical product, there is something that you can't uh, get from emulation. That's actually having yeah, the thing in great. your hands and being able to look at it. You know. Well, that's what Crack the Seal is all about, yeah, exactly. except for. You're very disappointed in our video quality, which we are too. Which we are too. We are too. It's just that uh, uh, it's, it's 
Yeah, like, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that some other time. Yeah. <laughs> we should do it better. Yeah, yeah we should. Yeah, we should yeah. do better. Exactly. I was, I was, I was saying, should I have my arm up here too? Because yesterday you guys were like, yeah, oh, you see his arm. Exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. That's, that's like that. Actually, I zoom in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but you zoom in, but then it, it does this. Well, I don't know why. It has to pan. I don't know. <laughs> it has to pan because there's things that are like, the, oh shit, we moved it. Like, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that would be better to do it on a thing down or whatever. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, so there's you got the video channel. Um, it. What, did you ever move from to PC games? Like, what was your? What oh was yeah, your, uh, absolutely. Uh, I got to. I think it was around ninety four ish that uh, that we got a four eighty six DX two eighty. That was our, wow. and that was like. That was, and we finally, because, uh, you know, my 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 dad, you know, we needed some help with the business. I wanted to do, like, bookkeeping on it and stuff. And so we got a machine that, that was actually a PC. And it was like, and by that time, it was like, wow, world's different than any yeah, of the yeah. stuff. It was, it was a total paradigm shift at that point, you know. And I, I had seen people, you know, playing Doom and all that. But being able to play those games, you know, Descent. And all I know, those Windows and stuff like that, too. Yeah. yeah. It was it was so much cooler, and I just remember, you know, at that point the CD-ROM was starting out there. It was like Seventh Guest, you know, stuff like that, and it was just a, a completely different game at that point. And so yeah, so at that point, pretty much ST was gone. You know, well, I, 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 there was no reason. There was to mess a point, with ST. and people like to like it, like um, they like to hit on Windows ninety five and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know. Windows 95 the, is amazing. The, uh, yeah. the, uh, something like the Mac or the Amiga might have won mm -hmm. the PC war if Windows 95 didn't come out. Mm -hmm. Because we got to the PC in 92 and we're loading up games in DOS, typing in commands, having to use the DOS shell to load things. Uh, it was bananas for a modern well, game. Also, also for management and all oh, that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, you and yeah, yeah. To that was going back in time. As yeah. soon as Windows ninety five came out, it was like, and they direct decks and stuff. It was like Microsoft knew what they're doing. They created even faults and all. Yeah. It, it's what it's what made the new. Hey man, ninety five between three one and ninety five was huge. I remember. Yes, there were problems. It wasn't perfect. Yeah. But it was so much better. Just put that pinball thing that came yeah. out. <laughs> there you go. So amazing yeah. about click and play, which uh -huh. is the game creator for uh -huh. Windows three one. Is that it's really the only way you could make like you could make any you other console Windows, Windows three point yeah. one. Right. When ninety five came out, all of a sudden you games exactly. were actually made right. in Windows. Which right. Is, yeah, because you could run them. You could actually run them in a shell versus having to go out. Right. I remember you know Q ninety five. You know, running quick. You know. Yeah. You know, and and being able to be able to launch it from within Windows. This was a weird was a big concept. deal. Yeah. Because well, we come from an ST where like you put in the disk, you launch it. Yeah. And like suddenly in Windows, you're like, I can't launch my game. I have to go to DOS and, yeah. and make a new config. S yeah, yeah. Auto exec bat. Auto exec bat from Windows games. Like, this became, it became a programming. It became yeah, almost a like little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's um, funny. Yeah, I see people people talking about like batch language looking at it. It's like, oh, is that programming? Oh, yeah, yeah, well, it is kind of. It can do, well, if you look at it, it can yeah. do the different yeah. things that was put in those yeah. So it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sequence selection, iteration, whatever. But they, exactly. So I'd say we probably should wrap this yes. up. Yes. So, okay. Ed, um, so um, what. We, uh, you're, you're on as part of our programming series because we want to talk about programming the various Atari and we keep on getting, doing it and then stopping, but it, it, it probably stop again, you know, I don't know, but we're, we, um, we, 
we want to do some stuff on the 2600 um, and the 8-bit and the ST, Atari machines for the most part, maybe even the Lynx at some point. Sure. So, um, and so we uh, we don't know exactly what we're going to go with on this, but we're, we want to have you on to talk about it and see what we can do in the future. Hey everybody, it's Bill from Atari Bytes. Every week on my show, I play a great old game, then I read an original short story I wrote inspired by that game. Loosely inspired. Okay, often completely different. Sometimes not even based on any sort of reality. In contrast, on Into the Vertical Blank, which you're listening to right now, you get real stories about real people and what these games mean to them. So keep listening. Hey everyone, this is Michael, one of the hosts of the Atari XEGS Cart by Cart podcast. Do you like Atari? Of course you do. What about the 8-bit computer line? It was one of the best. Well, how about you consider joining Bill, David, Kieran, and myself as we review the cartridge-based games for Atari's 8-bit computer line. We also review budget games which are mostly released only in the UK. But that's not all. We also dig up game history, share personal experiences, and perform questionable comedy. You'll get all of that and for free just by listening to us on either iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, or from our website at xegs8bit.com. That's xegs, the number 8, bit.com. And when you're done listening, please send us your hate mail because we really need the feedback so we know someone is tuning in. Hi, this is Ballistic Coffee Boy, host of That Atari Show. On That Atari Show, I feature Atari news, homebrews, game reviews, Atari podcasts, Atari books, interviews with content creators, game developers, and more, as well as have the occasional feature where I focus on one topic or product. On my channel, I also feature breaking Atari news on Atari Newsline, unbox retro goodies on Unboxed, Google over box art and manuals and RTFM, feature general vintage gaming content on BCB, and more. You can find me on YouTube by searching for Ballistic Coffee Boy. That's Ballistic with a K. So get your Java on and let's celebrate Atari from the 2600 on through to the new Atari VCS. Hope to see you there, fellow Atarians. Have a great one. After you left, Steve, Ed and I went to a barbecue place and had food. That sounds good. But it was the first day of my keto diet. So at the barbecue place, I just ate lots of meat. Well, let's talk about <laughs> diets, Jeff. Like, why don't we talk? We, we haven't done like a watching, playing, reading or catch up or anything in a while. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's start with the diet, Jeff. What are you, what are you trying to do with your diet? Oh, um, well, I... You know, I urinary frames. We have basically the same frame. You're a little taller than I am. We should hover around 190 to be to be healthy, right? At this right. age, and you know, maybe 195, if it, depending on. And I was higher than that, over yeah. to like 212, 215. Now I'm at 198. Wow! Um, and did that? How did by, you do that? Um, so far, a month of keto foods which is close to that basically you eat a lot of meat eat a lot of eggs eat a lot of leafy green vegetables you don't try to eat very many carbohydrates and i have had my own my treats of carbohydrates um i have had a two in and out burgers you know i've had i've had a few can a little bit of candy on easter so it's not like i'm going on a crash diet or anything like that. every day i have about two thousand calories so it's just the right calories yeah, no, I, I, I did that for the first 
few months of 2020 20 before yep. COVID hit and it was a keto diet and it's really hard to keep up and it did work i lost a lot of weight um not eating a lot of carbs basically um not staying away honestly staying away from bread in bread. the morning bagels bagels um, and wheat thins yeah. bagels wheat thins and, and yeah. okay every day i would have bagels in the morning a bagel i'd have wheat thins in the afternoon in the evening i'd have some m&ms you know why i was taking a nap every night for two hours i wonder why um, anyway. Yeah, so that's good. I'd love to do the same thing. So, anyway. so okay. So, what about what about watching? What have you um, been watching? Let me think about watching. Um, so, uh, for Jeannie and I, haven't found anything much to watch together. I mean, right before we came on this, we were watching Talladega Nights. You know, Legend of Ricky Bobby or whatever. Um, great movie. But the thing we we just finished watching, I did was The Mandalorian. Oh yeah, no, I finished watching that too. I think the first episode, no, the first and second episodes, and the last episode was all they needed. They didn't need the. No, the rest of so the I show. I disagree with you. I didn't like. I think I think it was like there were about three or four episodes that they needed. I didn't like the first episode at all. I think the second one was better. Yeah, maybe it's the second I, one. Yeah, right. The the seventh and eighth ones were good. Here's the thing: all the Disney. I after watching this Disney series, I now I understand what the deal is all of these should just be two and a half hour movies yes. and they're pa they're padded movies and the padding that most for except for andor andor's three three good movies andor but, was awesome yeah andor's three good movies the other tv series is even the first mandalorian and even the second one um they could have been compacted into a two and a half hour movie would have been great movie it's all the extra stuff that they use to world build other tv shows that sort of get in the way of the shows um and and i think it's becoming a problem so i i honestly now after after seeing the output of the tv the star wars tv shows i really wish they had just made movies they probably would have been great there'd be more anticipation for them and the end i loved absolutely love the end of the mandalorian season three and the reason why i love the end of the mandalorian season three is that they made the mandalorian out at the beginning to be kind of like a clint eastwood yep. man with no name sort of character and the end of the Mandalorian is something you would have never seen Glynis would do, which is settle down. Settle down. Right? Except for except for outlaw Josie Wales, he got into this a little bit. But my point is is that I thought the ending was fantastic. Like that's I want to see the Mandalorian having a peaceful time sitting out in his on his house with his kid playing in the, in the lawn like to me that's the greatest ending <laughs> of a star wars tv show um, so so i know i saw people like complaining about it i'm like why like it was so that was a good it tied ending. up the three seasons really well it, it, it tied it up and said okay i don't i i know where these guys are and i don't have to worry about them anymore now we can move on to something but, else but so i sometimes i hit the mike zero channel on youtube and he's i know he's, he I says know. a lot he said he's got stuff every day but so i went to emergency awesome today and he has mandalorian season four teaser 2025 breakdown and a couple of things about ashoka and thrawn in this basically he said that they this lets them reset the series back to the western yes and if they're going to do it it's going to be him going out on adventures with um with baby yoda what's his name grogu with Grogu. Din with, Grogu. With Din, Din Grogu. Din Grogu. He said, Oh, I just realized that his first name is Jaren and his last name is Din, and they do it backwards. 
But um, he said that this allows them to, so what they were doing with the Mandalorians, because it was so good from the first season, that they wanted to bring people into the other shows by having all these branching things with the Mandalorian. And so what they did was now they re that's all done and they can reset it. It could just be the show they wanted to make, which is just the Western. Right. So when it comes back, it'll be the Western and these other things have all sprouted from it. So I was like, okay, that that's so that's so. And then great. they're also planning a uh, heir to the Empire movie that's supposed to combine all of these new shows into a final. Into and a, that's into Thrawn, a, right? And that's later, yeah. So yeah, I watched Star Wars too. I I was enjoying that, but kind of mad at it, but kind of wondering what was going on with it. But I think all in all, you could edit the again the episodes down into a pretty good movie, just like people have done with Obi Wan as well. They've made a pretty good movie out of it. Um, they've actually added just people who've added special effects and I stuff need to, to check that out so also ted lasso which i don't know if you watch is i watched ted on. lasso i just have not started the season yet of course i watched ted lasso how can um, i not watch ted lasso i don't know you didn't mention it you didn't watch anything well it's a soccer show not really a soccer show but it is at the same time perry mason on hbo which perry mason on hbo which started out slow but it's actually pretty good now and then the, um, I think the last episode is ne next week. And then the last one I would say is the first episode of the Secret of Skinwalker oh, Ranch came out. Uh, is it the that secret? Was... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or the mystery or whatever. whatever that, that, Skinwalker mystery. that Skinwalker Ranch one was really good because 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 the scientist got to admit that he works for the government or he did work for the government. He's also a big ancient yes. aliens guy, and I don't know. I, I'm now now I'm I'm a little skeptical of the whole thing, but um, I mean I was skeptical of the whole thing before, but now I'm even more skeptical of the whole thing. So so yes. that's watching. What about playing? What are you playing? All kinds of besides every Atari ST game of ever made. Asteroids games for the VCS twenty six hundred ST. I'm not actually literally not playing anything else at the moment. I've been. Those are I'm for making videos, going research on all these ones. So um, that's what I've been doing: is Asteroids games on the consoles and computers by Atari, and then also the vertical shooters. And I started on twenty six hundred vertical shooters, and I found so the game is Space Chase, and the person who created it it's Ed Salvo, and Ed Salvo the first thing, game he did was he made a game called Skeet Shoot, just in his basement. He was one of the first guys right. to make a game like like the Activision guys. He made it in his basement. He sent it to a company and they said, we'll do that. We'll put that out. And they did. And then they loved his game, uh, Space Chase, so much that they made him head of... They sold, a, they sold a million cartridges of Space Chase. Okay. They made really? him the head of development. They were made, rolling in $500,000 a month. And this company went out of business after only putting out a few 2600 games. You're making $500,000 a month. How did you go out of business? Yeah, I think even they were one of the first first crash they companies, as, as if I, I recall. Like Games of Apollo went out, it was the ones that were that were selling really cheap first. There's an incredible channel out there that I watch all the time. It's an Atari one, Atari archive channel. He's doing it. He his episode sixty four is on space chase and space jockey, so um, uh -huh. I watched that, um, and then I went and played space chase. I said this is great, so I thought maybe I'll do twenty six hundred vertical shooters next. There aren't that many of them, but um, anyway, uh, check out his channel, Atari Archive. It's a fantastic channel. 
He does. He is like inc- he's going through all the Atari Twenty Six Hundred cartridges, cartridges the same way that the guy goes through all the, the NES cartridges. Oh, a very that's cool. neat history. Um, anyway, so that's what I've been doing. What about you playing, Steve? I played some Dungeon Master. I was trying to figure out what what to make a new movie about after I did that Lost Judgment Mine one. Our well reviewed but not quite so successful movie on YouTube. I was trying to think, should I do Dungeon Master? Because I have some interesting stuff about Dungeon Master from FTL. I tried Sundog and tried to play that. Nah, I can't. I like the idea of Sundog, but I can't really play it. Um, uh, Dungeon Master, I still want to try to do. I think getting, um, you wouldn't be able to finish Dungeon Master. That's just a thing to get something. No, no, yeah. it's not about yeah, finishing. Don't make these it's about a, finishing. It's a, That's It's going to be way too... It's a, uh, it's a different story. So finishing was that one, but this is a different thing about Dungeon Master. Then I I was played. Um, oh, then I played the Star Wars arcade game because I was thinking, oh, you know what? I should re-edit one of our a couple of our old episodes that were about the Star Wars arcade game and put it together as a different kind of thing. That's still pending. That's still on the docket. That's still a possibility. I'm I'm working on the edit right now to see if that'll work. But I had fun playing the Star Wars arcade game via Mame. And then I've been playing. I replayed all of Diablo. Diablo 3 on the PlayStation 5 and got up to level 70 and finished everything. And now I'm, I'm just preparing for when Diablo 4 come, comes out in, in June. Diablo 3 is to RPGs as Space Invaders is to flying the space That's shuttle. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. it's um, But knowing about our friend who has cancer and loves Diablo 3 and is was always our dungeon master to him it's the best way to spend time playing hopefully when it four comes out we can get it for him for his birthday or something like that uh it's it's really the the um the extension of a game like gateway to Abshai or or even um not i wouldn't say gauntlet because it's not really like that it's more like it's more like gateway to Abshai, where where it's it's a continuous dungeon you keep fighting but you're but the thing is your levels you it's all about maximizing your equipment and the numbers for your equipment and your levels and stuff like that. And um, at some point you become nearly invincible and then it's just super fun that you just run around. You know, in Gateway, you can't save your game. So I was thinking there's, I think there's nine levels in the Atari 8-bit one. I'd love to play that game over again. So I may do a video of each level, play through each level and then cut it down or something like that. That'd be fun. It's a game. I... Maybe it'll be a live stream or something like that, because that's the editing video. The the thing about Gateway to Abshai and those games is there there is no end game, and so I think the it's what it's what they missed back in the day was was having an end game or or something to have you win the game. Well, a game that didn't do that, Steve, was Dragon Star. Uh, it had a definite end game on the twenty six hundred. I I think I do think you should do a playthrough of Dragon Stomper. I think that would be good. I still have the I still have to the movie of Dragon Stomper and the playthrough. I'm good. I don't want to play through on video or live stream. I just no. don't have time to do it. But I would I would play all three sections of it, all three tape loads, and then and show beating the dragon if I can. So have you done anything on your own Atari 2600 development reading the the book? I have I have read a little bit of the book. I've not touched any code. This is what happened, okay? I'll tell you about my development. So I'm reading the book about the 2600 and then I and then I I off to the side when I'm reading all the magazines to get all the reviews. I'm creating an Atari ST and Atari bit review index which is basically um go through every magazine 
and then put which review was in the magazine, what the score was. And if there's no score, I kind of make it up based on their comments. And doing that, I found a basic called High Soft Basic for the ST. So I'm doing the 2600 stuff from all. I wonder what High Soft Basic could do. I went over and started researching High Soft Basic with the compiler to see if there's any STE commands in it. And then I stopped doing the 2600 <laughs> thing for a little while. So um, that's my problem. I'm, I, I'm like a... I'm like the dog with a snack. Well, <laughs> you give him a snack and he runs in the corner with his snack. I, I did the else. same thing. So I'm like looking at the 2600 stuff and I'm like, wow, I really want to get back to, I really want to get back to that 700 game. I was almost fin finished last December, but couldn't quite get it done. And then I'm like, wait a minute, would it be cool to do some stuff on the Atari Lynx? And then, and then I was like, I, I you know, I, I, I just think, I think for me, it's hard to be trusted to finish anything these days. Uh, well, I'm going to try and do something before we meet with Ed again. So we're, we're doing something with Ed that we just had the interview with. And we're going to be, we, we're trying to inspire each other to do programming. So it could be you bring some other programming thing to it. Doesn't have to be 2600. Right. Just anything. Yeah. Right. So we will, we'll see. I think any coding thing is going to be fine. I think that if we change that from 2600 to be like the every other, whatever we do, time frame coding session where we just talk about what we did and show it off. I think it'll be an inspiration be for fun. all of us. Um, all right. Well, that that's what I'm reading other than these like 26 leadership books I have to get for work. So I'll tell you what I'm reading. I got a brand new Atari ST book called Doo -doo 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 The ST Game Guide History, Hardware and Games It's the updated updated version by Carl Morris by Zaffin Books. It is 300 about 253 pages in a sort of an A3, a smaller thing, book. Just incredibly co incredible color of book all about Atari ST games. And it's got some, well, and I'll tell you one thing. Let me tell you one thing that in the resources, in the back of here in the resources, it says something that I like. Let's see, where's the resources? <laughs> Where can I find the resources? You get, anyway, in his like places to go visit, he has the uh, Into the Vertical Blank webs. Oh, here it is. Into the Vertical Blank, Joy of Sticks, and Gears of Games websites are the three Atari ST, I mean, uh, YouTube. Oh, that's nice. In here. It says, regularly updated video channel with lots of ST games reviews. That's nice. Good job. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. You're now, you're now. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't get the book for free because your name is in the phone book, so now you're an actual person, like in, yeah, like in the, the jerk, phone book, right? <laughs> like in the jerk. And I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely am the jerk. So. That's not what I meant, but you know what I'm saying. It's nice so, to see okay. when people well, put your name in and and do that type of thing. Like it's nice, it's nice to see that. It was in lights. Your name That's is in right. lights. Before we enter, I'm going to introduce a new Tony Longworth song to go out with. Let me tell you the name of the song. It is P-U-L-S-I, Pulsi. Nice. So we're going out with that one. And uh, until next time, Steve, Into the Vertical Blank. Into the Vertical Blank. Thanks, Jeff. Into the Vertical Blank. Hi, this is Tony Longworth, UK dark alternative music composer and all-round Atari nut. Make sure to check out my Patreon music campaign. That's patreon.com slash Tony Longworth. Lots of free music over there. And if you can afford a dollar or two, please help me continue to write music. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast and supporting Into the Vertical Blank. And I hope you like this piece of music of mine.
Next frame calculated, prepare to write new data, V-blank ending. An 8-Bit Rocket Studios production.